Welcome back to the Age Gap Realness Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Workman, and I have Mr. Brandon Dawson here. Hello to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. We took off a couple of weeks. We've had a busy few weeks. And the one before that I did by myself, so it's been a while. It has been. We've been... uh executing to the plan we've been talking about for the last six months and it's starting to catch up with all the activity which is amazing i feel like we've been talking about this plan for much longer than six months this is like a lifetime this is like a relationship plan yeah but i mean if anybody that's been following us from the first show to now i think the beautiful part is they get they've got to experience this journey of how far we've come and how fast with changing our mindset from where we were in january or february it's pretty cool yeah it's really cool can we also talk about your skin right now? Like, look at mm. B. Dawson's your dad, skin, you guys. Your dad's got some new lasers, and I'm telling you, man. It looks amazing. I think it's taken like five or ten years off your face. The, the, he had like those little red. Um, They're like little they blood vessels that were breaking yeah. through. I, I, I feel when I shave and I look in the mirror, I feel. Plus, I've lost 30 pounds. Yes. So can we also talk about that? So not only did Brandon get all of his veins like removed, but you've also dropped, is it 30 pounds? I feel like it's it's more than 30 pounds at this point. No, it's right at 30. Okay. All right. How much did you weigh this morning? Uh, I'm I'm 201 pounds and I was 231 when I first started. And then I got down to 226 and then I got serious about it. Okay. So. So what are you trying to get to? Uh, Since this is like a living document of to. our I'm, lives. I'm getting to 190. That's my. Oh, dang. What did you just say? Did you I, just I, correct you, me? Yeah, you asked what I'm trying to get to. I'm not trying to get I to like anything. I'm going that. to 190. That's, I like it when you call people out like that. Yeah. You're very just like blunt, like, no, stop talking like this. Start talking well, like this. Well, I mean, you, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not hedging. It, it's like people do that when they're hedging. And I've made the determination I'm not hedging. So. All right. Speaking of not hedging, right before we started this podcast, what we started talking about is how the studio has changed. We're doing some really cool projects uh, that are in process. And part of the studio changing, it feels like there is also this metamorphosis happening. It's always going to happen. Like As long as we do the show, we will have large changes taking place in our lives. Uh, but it's a lot has happened in the last two months. And I don't know that so much in the like physical world has happened. We've hired a lot of team members, uh, but there's just like this huge change that's moved from wanting to make a change to it's in process. Like we, there, it's, it's similar. We're fully immersed at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And Which even is... like the way you're sitting down, the way you're showing up is entirely different than how you were showing up nine months ago. And it's just like this trigger point that's happened very recently. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's it's when your uh, ambitions meet your intentionality and then you start to create momentum, you start to get, you start to get the confidence back. Like I feel Laser like focused. I did, I feel like I did in 2007, 8, 9, 10, you know, the economy went to shit in 2008 and my business went from 6 million to 11 in 2009 and then went from 11 to 17 in 2010 and then went from 17 to 24 in 2011. And, and those are milestones. That growth is, and I remember just, I was in the jet stream mm-hmm. and so intentional, so focused. And, and, and now I've found my way, I, I kind of was lost, and now I found my way back to that. And now I'm seeing the opportunity to do $20 million next year, $50 million the year after, $100 million, and, and we're going to go create a multi-billion dollar platform. And the reason my confidence is there is because you and I are now working. We went from not working with anybody, this being an idea, even though I did the research, I did the preparation, I've been dreaming about this forever, to we've got over 70 businesses now 
that have been through our program we've created. Yeah. And we've signed partnerships that will do several million dollars next year. And we've got 15 deals I'm negotiating with businesses between 10 million and 100 million that we'll have finished by GrowthCon. So all of a sudden we're in the jet stream going full speed ahead. And I you think you used the word jet stream two times in yeah. the last couple minutes. Uh-huh. Is there something that happens to be on the brain? I just like want to tease people <laughs> a little bit because we're um, we're in the process of talking about things that are related to jet streams. However, we don't know when or if or how that's necessarily could happen. Well, I, I think this is the most obvious thing, just right? Just be teased. Just like I, tease. I'm going to tease. I'm going to okay. tease. Uh, tomorrow at early in the morning at 7 a.m., we fly somewhere and we come back tomorrow night. Okay. Then Sunday at noon, we fly somewhere and we drive two hours. Uh-huh. And then Tuesday morning, we fly to Miami. Yeah. And then Thursday, we fly to New York. Yeah. And then Friday, we fly back to Miami. Yeah. And then Monday, we fly to St. Thomas. Uh-huh. And then we come back from St. Thomas and we have to go to Clearwater. Then we have well, to we go, go to, to Dallas. Miami, and then we go to Miami. Clearwater. Then we got to go to Dallas. Then we got to go to Kansas City. And then we got to come home. So that that is what our travel has turned into in the last month. And every it went from trying to convince people to talk to us to showing up now to sign contracts that are worth twenty, thirty, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars a month. Okay, this is too. Much. You're not teasing. And anymore. I guess what You're I'm explaining. teasing. What? No, I'm 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 just setting the Get groundwork. Get back to the tease. The tease is we might have some big decisions coming up, here. which is exciting. And I just want to be able to use this as as in many ways as archives the decision making process that we go to that we go through and that we're going through in the process of creating everything that we're talking about, and. Again, if, when, how, don't exactly know the details, but we're very clear on this is going to happen. So we get to talk about the, the process as it kind of- Yeah, it's pretty exciting. And, and we decided we, we've been calibrating our life too. We're like, we own houses all over the place. Uh, we're closing escrow next week on one of our houses. Um, okay, so speaking of houses, let's talk, Let's get into the question and answer. And I would like yeah, to use the, the, yeah. the house piece as part of the segue into that. Yeah. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about the question and answer. We're going to do a question and answer, a Q&A, as they like to say on the street. Uh, so we're going to be answering your questions that people submit via stories. And the very first question that we're going to go through, a male sent this to me. And the question is, can you, meaning us, can you 10x my wife? And I Love this question because we just came off of the Grant Cardone Business Bootcamp where the 10X ladies had a a big launch at 10X ladies. Yes. Lots to talk about there on maybe some other podcast. Uh, But there were a significant amount of men who came up and started conversations around they are so bought in on the 10X vision, the 10X principles, showing up to boot camps, coming to GrowthCon. But they struggle because their wife isn't on the same page as them. The the wife doesn't necessarily understand why they're so excited. And they're like, how can you get my wife on the same page? Some of them even asked me to reach out directly to their wives, like message them and just like start a casual friendship in order to talk them into the 10X Ladies event so that they can get on board. Part of that is this concept of like, why are we selling our houses and why are both of us so on the same page in alignment with even doing that. Like that's kind of a big deal, but it seems like a no brainer to us because we've gone through this process of getting on the same page. I don't feel like I have to convince you to 10X me or you me, but when we were in the position of saying, oh shoot, how do I get Brandon on the same page? Or when you thought, how do I get Natalie on the same page? Let's talk through the steps that we worked through in order to motivate, inspire the other person. Yeah. And I, and, and I, and I'll, I'll say this out of fairness. I've had a lot of lady 
bosses, a lot of ladies that own businesses, uh, women CEOs ask me the same question. How do I text my my husband? Or my husband on the same page. Well, can I talk about what it's like to get you on the same page? I'd like to do the husband piece and you can do the wife piece. Even though it's fiance A. Are there fiance? Is fiance, is any part of it masculine or feminine? I don't know, but I can't wait to hear what's coming out of your mouth. How did you get me on your page? (laughs) <laughs> Let's have this. This is gonna be. This is good. how the whole podcast started. I know. I'm just teasing. getting out of a rut. Like we were in a rut. That's true. Was that our first show? That was our very first show. High five. Get how to get, get out, out of a out rut. Of a rut. Was our listen, very first listen. Show. This is this is no BS. Anybody that's struggling right now, yeah. go back and watch our shows in sequence uh-huh. and listen to us then and listen to us now and just Total change. follow the path. I almost don't even want to refer people to that podcast anymore because so much has changed. I have so much more. Like it was a starting point of how we were getting out of a rut and we had made progress but the progress that we've made from then to now is just like astronomical so it almost like to redo like version two or part two that's just kind of part of this question so for us when i would like to caveat this i'm gonna caveat this by saying brandon has changed my life by like 89 89 i mean 99 brandon has changed my life by 98 percent like everything no no i think i might lose a percentage i think i might be dyslexic i meant to say the first time 98 because i wanted two extra percentage for the stuff Uh, that i do but then i said anyway brandon has changed my life i would give you 98 percent of the credit i thank my lucky stars every single day that my idea that i can stake claim to introducing the Cardones into our world because 98% of everything else is totally you introducing it to me. So this one thing happens to be the yeah, example no, that we use. It's a big thing. But it's like, it's the one that I, I get to be like, yeah, that yep. was my idea. Yeah, that was your idea, 100%. So in order for when you and I were not on the same page and I was more motivated, maybe even inspired to like kickstart us than you were at the time, you were just like not having the right habits. We, both of us were in a funk, but I was the one that was like, okay, we're gonna do things to get us out of this particular funk. Uh, I introduced you to so many different things that didn't work. And the piece of advice that I always give women or men is to be consistent in what you're recommending your partner does. So when I was listening to Grant, I was listening to him constantly. It wasn't like this fad of like, oh, I, I want Brandon to start doing this new thing. I was consistent with how I was introducing it to you, but also the things that I was doing at the time in order to put in practice what I was reading. So I'll never forget we had a videographer at the time and like things were a little bit at a standstill with his work product. Uh, But I took the initiative to like video record something on my computer and I'll never forget you said, if Natalie is willing on a Sunday morning to go and video something with her dad in order to get this thing lifted and moving, like I can be doing so much more. Do you remember that conversation? You were cleaning your guns downstairs. And so it was my consistency of, it wasn't just here, I'm gonna introduce you to 10X rule. It was, okay, let me talk about Grant. Let me talk about the things that I'm learning. Let me apply them. Let me start waking up earlier. Let me start working out. And I was I was manifesting that in myself in order to get you on the same page with me because you could see that it was changing how I was showing up, how I was doing my work, how I was writing the blog at the time. And that in and of itself, I think inspired you to be like, okay, well, I'm going to check this stuff out too. But I was relentless in my process of getting you. Yeah, you didn't just talk about it. it. And you weren't him, you weren't like, 
will you look at this with me? If you don't look at me with me, I'm not going to do it. Or if you don't look at look at it with me, I'm going to hate you. You just mm-hmm. did your thing and then you just kept talking about it. And it was your consistency. Mm-hmm. Then when you said, I'm putting this on in the car mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh gosh. Then I was like, I within him. 10 minutes, I was like, this is awesome. But you, by the time you did that, you in all the content you found, mm-hmm. you found the thing that you knew I would align with. Mm-hmm. It took your research and your looking at all the different things and then saying, I know this is something that as soon as he hears it, he's going to be like, this is badass. Mm-hmm. And you strategically played that out versus just stumbling into it or demanding it, right? If you to try to put pressure on me and saying, I don't care, you need to do this and, and, and created that resistance just out of human nature, I would have resisted it back. And I think that's another thing. People try to force their will versus lead people along, right? So don't force, be relentless. Be an example. And also have a strategy for how be you're going example. to introduce these things. Oh, and be an example. So those are the four ways that I would say if you're trying to get your partner to do something, in this particular case, the person asked if they want how they can get their wife to 10x, whichever role it is doesn't matter but those four things have to be there in order for the other person to like catch on board it's not just going to happen after you come home from a conference and say oh this conference that usually is what undermines them because everyone comes home and starts owners do that to their employees can i just make a comment on the 10xing your spouse right 10x your spouse yes um it's the same philosophy that you need with your kids you need it with your spouse you need it with your business owners if your vision isn't big enough Mm -hmm. it's hard to 10x anybody so you need to have a big vision. Not people tend to start with the little things that are wrong because they want things to change. Don't don't start there. Who cares? You know, you are where you're. I I actually had a friend of mine jump in the car in the Starbucks line this morning uh-huh. who happened to be there, okay. and said, "I have to ask you a question because I trust you." Mm. And he laid it out. By the time we came out the Starbucks line, he hugged me and he said, "You just changed all perspective about this situation. Mm. If your picture is not big enough, mm. everything's a problem." Mm. When you have a huge, and Grant talks about this, when you have a huge picture, and I've been talking about this for years with business owners, right? Even with myself, my picture ultimately wasn't big enough. Now it's huge. Mm -hmm. But when you have a small picture, everything seems hard. When you have a huge picture, it's just the process to get to the top of the picture. So so, uh, people put too much pressure on small things without the context of the big thing. And I think 10Xing anybody, spouse, kids, employees, you got to start with a really big picture. And then the the key is the delta between where you're at and that big picture is how do you come alongside and help the other person realize and materialize that big picture? Love it. And that's what you should be spending your time talking about. Got it. All right. Next question. What would you do if you were completely broke and had to start from the bottom? I've been in that situation a couple times. Where you've been completely broke? Yeah, well, almost completely broke. I mean, where I was spending the money that I would have been broke within a couple months, right? I think uh, I think the idea here is if I was completely broke. First step, like what would you do? What would you put your money in? How would you get money? If I was completely broke, what I would do, I would go around and I would go to, to all the local business owners within my community. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, what are the top three to five things that you've struggled with or that if you could do, you could significantly grow your business. Okay. And then I'd hear them and then I'd say, if I could help you do that, mm-hmm. would you share some of that upside with me? Mm. And I would be busy within probably a week. I was going to say something very similar. If I was completely broke, the first thing I would do, honest to God, is buy Seller Be Sold. I would spend $15 to purchase that book. I would read that book. 
And then I would find an employer that I respected, that could show me a path for growth, that had done it with other people, and I would go work for that person. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to have, like I think of myself in my early 20s, like I wouldn't have had the fortitude to say, I'll help you grow your business and give me a piece of it. I just would go to work Yeah, but for I don't mean person. a piece like, yeah, so I, 100%. I didn't mean a piece like, like you're going to give me equity. Like I can solve your problems. Uh, yeah. So the first thing I do is identify how much money do I need to make. Like if I all of a sudden went broke. So but don't you think people miss judge how much money they need to make? No. If you're completely broke, you can judge how much money you need to make because you need to be able to pay whatever mortgage or whatever rent you need. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to pay for whatever limited transportation you need in order to get to wherever you need to get to. Mm -hmm. It could be a city bus. It could be a car. You can do that calculation. You need to be able to understand. So completely broke means you have nothing. So, okay. so so, okay. to me, I'd say, what would it cost for me? And then you have different stages. So maybe you start out staying at somebody's house that you're friends with. Then for me, if I went completely broke, I'd go find somebody that had like a camper or something with a little property. And I'd say, can I pay you 500 a month? What less? resources would you use? I feel like it's kind of asked in the context, not of like how you'd financially plan if you didn't have a home or car. But like- I would go to anybody that had a reasonable business. And I'd say, uh, you know, if I could help you sell more. Uh-huh or generate more revenue or solve a problem, what would that be worth to you? That would be my question. Like I have I have skill set in selling and solving. Now I'm in a little different place because of my experience. But if if you're just a person and you have to know what you're, I mean, if you don't have a per, interpersonal skill set or you don't have the courage to go sell or you don't have the desire to go rake leaves, like whatever your disposition is, mm-hmm. but whatever your strength is, mm-hmm. You can identify everybody in your marketplace that could leverage into that strength, and then you you just take action and get it get something that's paying you, and you keep moving up that. I think you and I have the exact same answer. Like, don't you think that we just said the same? thing? You know thing? what most people do? Yeah, most people sit around and lament and be victimized and spend all their energy. I don't feel like that's how this guy was asking the question. I don't either. I'm just saying though, this is what people do. Oh, it's not fair. Whatever. If you have that mentality, you're not going to make any money anywhere. You got to get off your ass and go find something to do. There's plenty of people looking get for people off to help your them. ass. That's what your start piece of advice would be. E- my biggest piece is every single thing starts somewhere and ends somewhere else. Everything's in somewhere else, and all the fun. And learning is in the middle of all that. You and I say that all the time. Everything starts somewhere and ends somewhere else. Because people, you mean, you notice why we say that? Yeah. Because as soon as we say, well, we're going to start, as soon as we start to say what we're going to do, somebody says, yeah, but what What about this? And what about that? And right. th- what if this Come happens? And all the what reasons. if that happens? It's like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, start it, solve the problems, and keep moving forward. Right. But for all the people that aren't starting it because they want to solve all the problems, they never actually do anything. Yeah, they never get there. All right. Third question, how to deal with toxic neediness in relationships? I love this question. I think I have always been more needy than you are. This like toxic neediness, I I can't necessarily relate that in our relationship. However, I have been in relationships before where I felt like I was the toxic needy one, where I wanted more attention or like I, I couldn't get off of the fact that I was insecure in the relationship Therefore, I would just beg for the the person that I was dating's attention, affection, appreciation, acknowledgement. And so when somebody, if somebody were to ever do that to me, I would at least know what the other side feels like, like what that, where that comes from. And then I would need to decide, like, why am I not giving this person the basics? Like, how have we not had a goals conversation where I can fully understand what this person needs? And if in the relationship, I can give them what they need, 
then let's continue the relationship. If you have the goals conversation and you can't give them what what they need, like you're always, they're always going to want more than you're actually able to give, then it's a good indicator that the relationship's not going to work out and the relationship. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I mean, I know this because it's why I got a divorce. Like this, I was in a toxic relationship. You can, you can love somebody. You can, you can, you can, you know, but if you can't find what you just said, if you can't find that mutual alignment, then, then you either, it's, what is the point of staying in a relationship and destroying each other because you can't find that mutual vision? Mm. If, 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 if you can't, you got to move on. And you know what? I would tell people to make that decision before they. I think that if you are dealing with a situation where there is toxic neediness in the relationship, you have to have a goals conversation and get in alignment with what the person actually needs, what you need, and where you're going to meet in the middle in order to make the toxic neediness, however that's defined, work out. I could also say to this person that asked the question, what if you're not giving enough? You think it's toxic yeah, so neediness, I, that, I, I, I'm conceding, but you might, not giving, you might not be giving enough. I'm conceding that. And and I can tell you, I know I know what that feels like. Yeah. And I still question you. You and I have had conversations where I still question in my mind because it's it's important to not make the same if mistakes. If I'm toxically needy? No. If, if <laughs> I know you're not toxically needy. I thought that's where you're going with no, this. No, 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 no. I'm saying, though, that you know that from my previous relationship, I don't want to repeat mistakes I made. Yeah. So it was important for me to not be in that kind of relationship, which means you and I needed to have a shared vision. Yes. We needed to be aligned. Yes. And we needed to understand how we're contributing to each other. And we other. have those conversations constantly. To All the time. To ensure that as we're – these things change every single day. Like our goals, even though there's big bigger. pictures, yeah. there's there's all, there's all like this constant tweaking of how much family time are we spending? How much time are we spending with our friends? What's our quality time look like? What is our – commitment to our work look like. So we're constantly adjusting those things in order to meet the needs that we have on a daily basis. So there's a big conversation, but then there's also the smaller conversations. There's sometimes where I'm like, I need more attention from you. Like I need, we need to hold hands or I need a hug. Like there's, there's, there are moments on a very regular basis where just having yeah, but that's not the, toxic. That's not toxic. No, no, no. But it's, but it's sharing what you need and getting down to that fundamental like I tell you sometimes I need you to send me flowers this week. I was going to tell you earlier this Yeah, week, look, uh, lady <laughs> lady alert, lady alert, lady alert. I tell you hint, what I hint, need. Hint hint hint. Yeah. Just tell your dude. It's like it's like it's like it, it's like it's like uh Frank Kern when he says in marketing you just need to tell people what to do. Yes. I, I that just rings so loud in my mind because I'm a guy. I've made so many mistakes about things in the past. Mm-hmm. What I really appreciate about you is that when you really want something, you just tell me exactly what it is. Yes, There's I, do. No, I don't have to read your mind. I yeah. don't have to guess. Yeah. And I don't there have are sometimes that you mess it up. And when you mess yeah. it up, then you tell me how I messed I, it up. Like, and I how your, I need to fix it. I get your full attention yes, in does. that moment yes. and say, I'm telling you I need this because I I need it. And you, but you don't do it from a position of anger or frustration. Mm-hmm. You do it from, hey, I'm I'm getting your attention here. Like mm-hmm. this is important. You need to fix this. And for me, does it involve, yeah, hey, involve some snapping? Hey, hey, hey. It's like Grant. You want to get attention, what do you do? Hey, 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 hey. Get, That's get, what get sometimes it takes that to trigger somebody else out of whatever they've got going on. And when you do that, I'm like, she's serious, just fix the problem. But it goes to the bigger conversation because I know how important what I meant to say is la 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 what I meant to say is I, I meant know to how, tell you that I love you. I know how important I am. I meant to, you. to tell you that I care. I meant to tell you as I sit here, 
I'm not wearing underwear. All right. Is that what you were going to sing to me? That was not what I was going to say. What I was going to say is I know how important to your life's goals your relationship with me is. I know how important I am to you. So when you're doing things that I believe will ultimately have a reduced quality of that goal and you achieving that, because whatever has happened, you take it very seriously because you know, like if I'm telling you this, you trust me enough that when you're undermining yourself and your goals that you don't want to be doing that. So you pay attention. But I don't be crazy about it and I'm not overtly needy. Right? <laughs> That's how I justify it. You and are then, not crazy and you're and, not over, and it goes, overly and it goes needy. The other if way you weren't me. a little needy, I'd feel like you don't really love me. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. All right. right. What's the next question? That's going to be the last question. Oh. Do you want to wrap the show up today? Um, I, can I just say something here? I think if you're feeling you're in a toxic relationship okay. with somebody, you need to address it. And, and, and the thing is, is if you can't get it aligned, mm. all of us are only on this earth for a certain period of time. You got to make the hard choices. And and I realize it takes two to contribute to being in a toxic relationship. But if it's the wrong two, they can amplify that and make it even worse. And I'm just saying that, that you know, if you're finding yourself in that situation and you're truly trying to address it and it's not going anywhere, then you got to be willing to make the hard choices. Mm. That's all I'm saying. All right. Heard you loud and clear. Hey, I love you. Hey, I love you too. Thanks for being needy. You're welcome. I love it when you're needy. Makes yeah, me yeah, feel yeah. wanted. But like not in a crazy way. Okay, guys, like She's don't crazy. go over the crazy. board. Crazy cuckoo, cuckoo. You guys don't even know. Look at those eyes. I'm. What do you he say? Knows those what, eyes. what do you say when you say, "Where are you going?" Or you say, "I will find you." <laughs> yeah, that's the that right there. That's the part when she does the "I will find I you." I will find you. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> that's taken from Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Where the redhead. Yeah, I know Elsa Fisher. It's awesome. You would, remind me of her. Because no, she's I'm like just, I'm just kidding. I can see that. I like her. She's a funny uh, character. All right. Until next week, you guys. This was fun. I'm glad to have you back on the show. I'm glad to be here. And share with me your questions. I'd love to answer your questions, and we'd love to help in any way we can. Peace out. Peace out.